0: Welcome to the True Vine podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Exodus 14, verse 10 reads, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, "What?" it was it because there was no graves in egypt that you brought us to the desert to die what have you done to us by bringing us out of egypt verse 12 says didn't we say to you in egypt leave us alone let us serve the egyptians it would have been better for us to serve the egyptians than to die in the desert moses answered the people do not be afraid stand firm And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians, you see today, you will never see again. Verse 14 says, the Lord, everybody said the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Amen. Amen. So for the next few minutes, minutes, I just want to speak on the subject of influenced by hope influenced by hope i wonder we could just put your bibles down put your phone down look to heaven lord jesus we come before you one more time god god we thank you lord for your word god we thank you god for what you are about to do right now in this moment god i pray lord god that you would just anoint god lord your vessel one more time god for you to speak for you to flow god to speak into a life individual a family god that needs a word god that needs your power your anointed word god i pray right now god that you will go forth god we recognize you god we recognize your presence god we pray almighty god that you would have your way today open our hearts and our minds god i pray lord have your way In your precious, precious, faithful name, Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. You could be seated. Influenced by hope, influenced by hope. The day and the time that we live in, we could see and we could recognize the power that and the value that influence has, even on us. As you would expect, there are a variety of influences that affect our daily lives and how we choose behavior. Influence is defined by this. It is defined by the capacity to have an effect on the character, the development, or behavior of someone or something. As we kind of reflect over our lives, we reflect of those people that maybe have stepped in and influenced our lives this definition is very true when it beca- when it says that it is it affects our character it affects our development how how we develop even as christians how how we behave how we treat people how we love people how how we perceive the influence the power of influence there are a variety of th- those things as i was Thinking back and sharing some stories with my wife, I think of childhood influences. As a kid, I remember being influenced and peer pressured to lay in the middle of the street. Maybe it's just just my neighborhood. I remember in the middle of the street, and this wasn't like um, a smooth street. This was a, a gravelly, tore up street. I remember, and one of our friends, said, oh, I bet I could jump, take my bike, and jump over you without a ramp, just lay right here so we we would try one, it would happen we would, and so we were two of us, and I was a you know I was a small kid, so I would be right in the middle in case he doesn't make it, he ain't hitting me. And I remember one time I was laying there thinking like, man I, I really hope this works out." Or it was uh, being at a bonfire and seeing who could jump over the fire. Have you ever done that? I could do that. Or uh, that time where I was out in the mountains with a group of friends and we decided to go cliff jumping into the river. And one of the people that was familiar with the area Said, well, don't jump in this particular area because there's a big boulder right underneath the the water. So if you hit this, it's going to break your legs. So I'm thinking, man, if I break my legs, my mom's going to kill me. And the peer pressure to choose to, well, I'm already up here, I can't back down. And then obviously, I didn't break my legs. And then it was those those games as... And I, was, I was asking my wife if she'd ever done this. And I, I go, maybe it's just games that boys did. I don't know. Have anybody of you just looked at... Had a contest and you looked at the sun. Say, oh, I could look at the sun the longest. As your eyes are burning. <laughs> and then you look away and all you see is blue spots. <laughs> or in my neighborhood, which wasn't... Um, uh, we we just grew up in the ghetto so so we made up games so i remember uh we play uh chicken with the cars either with a with an individual you stand in the, in the middle and and disclaimer don't ever try this this is not good we stand in the middle of the street and as the cars come in the cars going back and forth or we do that or or with our bike and see who who chicken out first and or there was the, uh, we had a, uh, at the local college in the summer, they would allow people, they would open up to the, the public, and they would allow people to, to use the pool. And the pool was like super deep. It was like 13 or 15 uh, feet deep. So the game was to see who could touch the bottom of that while still living to make it to the surface. So, me always being small, and if you know my kids, you, you see where they get, you know, they get their smallness. Um, I was always small and tiny, so I, I'll do it. I could do that. And I was, I'm going down, and my ears are popping, and I, you know, with my finger. You know, I barely touch that thing. I had barely have enough breath to get to the top. It's like, you know, I did it. <laughs> you know, but... Talking about influence, influence. And then there's those times where I call it youth camp influences. Maybe at that time, I remember being a teenager going to youth camp, and maybe at that time, in that moment, my, my mom was just trying to, looking for a miracle, or, or just needed a break, <laughs> uh, one or the other. And I remember I, when I would go to youth camp. I would just uh cause ruckus. And one of my friends, which we're still friends today, he said, I don't know why you always act hard. You know God's gonna move in your life. And I remember, you know, two, three days or or nights in, you know, I'd be just be spread out on the cement floor crying out to God. And I remember even in at that age, in those moments. Asking God, desperate for change, desperate for change. And then there's church influences about our church family and how we can see how, and we're influenced how people connect with God and how their, their commitment to God and where and, they're at the altar just crying out to God. That's an influence because we want to be like that. We want to connect with God. We want to be close to him. Amen. Amen. So as we look around and recognize the shift that happens in America, in our culture, the change in people's attitudes and perspectives, we can easily recognize the value and the power that influence has on a culture. Amen. Culture influence has the ability not to only change our way of life, but has the ability to shift one's belief system this shift can force you to either question or confirm the foundation on which you choose your identity on but culture may change people may change but one thing that will not change is his truth amen his truth his faithfulness his righteousness come on somebody and our foundation is not based on our environment or what surrounds us, but it is only in Jesus Christ. He is our guide. He is our strength. He is our provider. We are under his covering, under his umbrella Come on, somebody, when we feel down and weak, we can't feel like we can go forward. It is only because, not in our ability, but under his covering, that we can move forward, that we can overcome, that we can't push through, even when the enemy tells us that we can't. But it is only through God that we can. It is only because that we have that strong foundation. That why, That is why... It is important to value your foundation, how you build your foundation. Because that, when it comes down to it, and all you can do is just stand. It all depends on the type of foundation that you build. Amen. And then there's godly influence. It is God that influences us to love the unlovable, to be a light in a destructive world. To be a vessel of hope. It is the, this same hope that pushes us to move forward when we feel overwhelmed. Have many you ever been there? Ever feel overwhelmed? Ever feel stressed out? Amen. It is this hope that we find in God that shifts our discipline to be a better version of ourselves. It is God's influence on us that influence those around us, to pray for our leaders, to show love and grace on the hurting. We are a vessel for Him. It, it is His character that we strive for. It is His love that we hope that we hope people see. It is His hope. So I remind you. Now is not the time to to kind of backpedal. Now is not the time to ease off the gas pedal. But whether we like it or not, culture is changing. And we need to be a vessel of opportunity. It is our God, I believe, it is our God-given responsibility to, to give someone an opportunity to see Christ. To give somebody an opportunity through our character, through our love, through our attitude, through the way we live life. That they see Jesus Christ. That they see there is more than than what's going on around them. But there is an an eternal strength. There is an eternal peace that can only come from God. Amen. So as we pick up from, from our text that I read. Israel. Being, being stubborn, stubborn, complaining. As we pick up, after being in captivity for 400 years, Israel walked out of the control of Pharaoh. I believe that there were a percentage of people that became comfortable and found security staying in Egypt. For some, Egypt was all they knew. It was predictable. It was comfortable. But God didn't want them to be comfortable. He didn't want them to accept the way of life in Egypt. But God had a bigger purpose. He had a bigger plan for his people. And too often we, we get too comfortable we, with our surroundings. We get too, too accepting uh, of the direction that this society is headed. Too easily defeated or too easily offended. Amen, somebody. There needs to be a point and a time when we take a stand and say enough is enough. You get to a point in life when you are tired of being tired or you find yourself desperately crying out to God because you need a shift in your life. You need that that change to happen. You need that miracle. You need that answer. You need God to come through in your life. In Exodus chapter 2 verse 23, it reads, During those many days the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. How many of you have been there? Say, God, I need you. I need your help. I need you. I don't know what to do. I need to, your wisdom, your direction, your guidance. I feel this oppression upon me, and I may not know why, but, God, I need you. Verse 24 Reason, God heard the growing, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. God sees you. God sees what what we go through. God sees the pain. God sees the disappointment, the letdown. God sees the hurt. But God, he is faithful. He is our strength. He is our hope. When we can't find it in our own ability, our own strength, and we don't know what to do. One thing that we can do is look to him. One thing that we can do is be hopeful in him, hopeful in his promise, hopeful that he will show up. He may not show up when we want him exactly all the time, but he will show up because we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that loves us. We serve a God that does not forsake, but he is a faithful God. Hmm. Israel became a people. That was holding on to a promise. How many of you have done that? You're holding on to that word. You're holding on to that promise. You're holding on. You're standing in the gap for, for your, for your kids, for your family. Saying, God, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. You spoke this over my family. You spoke this, or or maybe somebody spoke something over you have not yet come to fulfillment. But yet you're holding on to it. And sometimes in life, and maybe in art, maybe it's just for us, but I feel like there's times where we just got to remind God. Remind God of that word. Remind God of that promise. Remind God of of what was over you and what was spoken over you. Amen. But Israel became a, a people that was holding on to promise, but found themselves without purpose. Without purpose. Evangelist Miles Monroe said it best. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. A life without purpose. You take any man and you take his purpose, and you take a miserable soul. You take any individual without purpose. And the effects of that. And it's a miserable soul. It's a miserable soul. And I'm thankful that we have the opportunity that we place our hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm thankful for the opportunity that that I I don't have to find it in my own ability. That that sometimes we have to we we put too much upon us too much upon our own ability and our own talents but sometimes we have to be just put our hope in Jesus Christ sometimes I, god i don't know what to do god i don't know which way to go I don't know the outcome of how this is going to play out, but one thing I know is my hope is in you, God. My hope is in you. I don't have all the answers sometimes. I don't know how to parent correctly all the time. I don't know how what to say all the time, but I know God that you have the answers. I know I serve a God that is faithful. Come on, somebody. I know, God, there is times in my life, God, where all All I can do is just stand the times in my life all I could do is stand still on your promise come on stand still on your word God because I know God one day you will come through hallelujah 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 God my hope is in you my hope is in you almighty God hallelujah Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. There's times when we get disappointed and we're hurt and we don't understand. But my hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is in Jesus Christ. I just want to pause for a moment and just say, you know what? God sees you. God sees you. Sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we feel like we're the only one that, that is going through what I'm going through. Or sometimes we question why this this is my environment. This is my situation. Why is it happening to me once again? But our hope, my hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. So even after their Deliverance from Egypt. They, they, they find themselves backed up against the banks of a river and, and in front of them, the army, army of Pharaoh headed towards them. And if you can imagine the disappointment, the panic, the fear, the terror, terror they must have felt, or maybe a question of why. Why, why did we get delivered just to die right here? Why were we brought out? Why weren't we just left? So I, I really believe that they were reacting out of panic. Because when, when you're reacting, it's easy to cast blame. It's easy to, to, to see, oh, it's your fault. Oh, oh, this is the reason this is happening. With, But they put themselves in a situation when only God could get the glory. And how many times have we been there where we see, how did I end up in this situation? Where we tell ourselves, how did I even get here? And sometimes we put ourselves there. But there's times in life that we need to be in a situation that we need to lean on God. We need to be in a situation that only God could, could pave the way. That we need to be in a situation that only God could get the glory. That how many times have we been in situations that require for us to trust in God? But How many times have we caught ourselves not trusting God? Not not truly believing, not not truly leaning into him because the book of Psalms in 106 calls it that that Israel was had had rebelled in this moment. Instead of believing, instead of trusting and say, man, it was a complete miracle that we even left Egypt. And and even though I put myself in this situation, even though maybe God is guiding me to to the my back, there is no escape because ultimately they were stuck they they cornered themselves but god was trying to to show his power and and, and show show his power not only for israel but but to to egypt that god is ultimately ultimately in control and there's times in life where we are in situations that we feel stuck how many ever been there you, you feel stuck. you don't you don't feel a, a way out. You don't feel the answer. And, and you're trying to trust and you're trying to move forward and you're trying to believe, but you just don't see the answer. And there's times that re- that is required just to keep believing, to keep trusting and to keep moving. I, I don't know what else to do, but I got I I all I could do is just the basics. God, every day I'm just going to c- keep believing and keep moving and keep trusting because I refuse just to lay here. I refuse just to stay in in, in this moment and in, in this in this environment. I refuse to die here. As as Israel said, did you just bring us out to the desert just to die for us just to die here? But there's times where we have to have that made-up mind, where I'm not going to die here. God just didn't deliver me from all of this. He didn't bring me out of all of this just to die where I'm at. But God there is times where we have to speak things into our lives and and to say, you know what? I believe there is greater purpose. I I believe that God has a plan for my life. I may not see it now. I I can't see it coming from the horizon. I can't oversee what's going on beyond these these huge mountains and and my environment. But I'm believing and I'm trusting that, that God will show up because my hope is in him. My strength is in him. I may not have a the answers but my hope is in him it is God that is our protector it is God that covers us with his strength it is only God that that can release his peace it is only God that can grant wisdom our hope is in him I want to talk a little bit about feeling stuck Feeling stuck is not a myth, not something that is made up. It's not something that we just imagine. It's not something you can just snap out of sometimes. But it is a process, a process of deciding every day to move forward. It is a process of deciding every single day I will move forward. If it's a pinky toe step, I will move forward. Because the the greatest mistake that you can make is staying put. Staying put. Being comfortable staying put. Being comfortable and being okay or being stuck. It's giving yourself permission there's times when we have to give ourselves that permission to just take a step forward. Having a made up mind to not stay in that position and believe that God has a greater purpose. It was about two years ago I woke up around midnight feeling a complete terror which consumed my, my emotions. I tried just, like any guy, just brushing it off. You know, I I grew up in the wrong part of town, so I can handle this. Yeah, you know, I'm scared, but I ain't going to tell nobody. I tried brushing it off, and as soon as I would fall back asleep, this rush of fear would just wake me up, startle me. And my heart was just bumping like crazy, and I... thinking man what is going on something i never experienced in my life this happened for two to three nights straight before i told my wife i had no clue what was going on then through my own research and talking with danielle the therapist i figured out i was having a thing called panic attacks then I started dealing with floods of after I felt like I, I got through that then I started feeling just these rush of emotions of anxiety and different depressions i I remember there's times where I would just wake up you know I, I would try everything anything I would wake up and didn't know what was going on then after I felt like oh, I got I got a little handle on that then I started getting heart uh, palpitations. i would be at work and just out of the blue. I remember it started getting so bad that <clears throat> my heart just felt like it would stop and the oxygen in my body would, I couldn't catch my breath. And the middle of my chest just hurt so bad. And I, and I felt like, man, am I about to die? And I remember going to the ER several times. And I hate going to doctors. I hate hospitals. So it takes a lot for me to even show up in that lobby. But I remember going to the ER because my heart just kept skipping every day, every night, every, seemed like every, every five to ten minutes minutes I felt something. And that's not fun. That's not fun. So you talk about feeling stuck and desperately needing answers, desperately needing to to figure out what is going on. I tried eating better, relaxing more. And even this old boy from the streets of Stockton I started doing yoga. Downward dog doing this, you know, turn here, twist here. I was like, hey, I, this this body don't move like that. <laughs> but but when you're desperate you'll you'll try anything you try anything and they tell you do some yoga hey where, where's my sweatpants come on <laughs> and I, I tried it and it worked for for a little while and it, you know i was feeling good and but just something just wasn't clicking something wasn't clicking And there's times in life where you just have to lean on what you know. And as I began to just reflect, reflect of what's important to me. And if anybody knows, my family means everything to me. And especially how Gianna even got here. I said, there's no way I'm going to leave this little girl and this little boy and my wife without a father. So I have to man up and do whatever I need to do to get this figured out. And as I mentioned earlier, it's important to have the correct foundation. I'm not perfect. And I didn't grow up perfect, but one thing, one gift that my mom gave me was a correct foundation, was the ability to know how to pray, was the ability to, when we we don't have the answers, because there were times growing up we didn't have food, but my mom would make a prayer list of different types of food and pray over that, and one day we we would just open the, the front door, of our little trailer park because we didn't have money. And there was two bags of food there. We don't know how it got there. We didn't know who br- dropped it off, or, but it was everything on that list. And there was times, I mean, time after time where God answered prayer. So it, <clears throat> when I talk about a, a correct foundation, it, it's not in my ability. I, I tried everything I could to, to, to get myself together. To get me mentally together. You know, that's out of my control. But my hope is in Jesus Christ. I I know I may not have the answer. And I may feel stuck physically. I may feel stuck mentally. But I know that God knows and I know that God hears my prayer, just like he did uh, the, the people of Israel in, in Egypt and, and being in slavery and captivity. God heard their prayers. And I, and I said to myself, I may mean, not have all the answers, but I know how to get a hold of God. I may not know which direction to go. I may not know what's going on with me. But I could tell you right now, if I'm going out, I'm going out praying on my knees. I mean, I have the answers, but I, but I know one person that does, and that's a mighty God that I serve that is covering over me and that is watching over me. I don't know why I, I did this anxiety and this panic attacks, and, and my body is telling me it, and exacting a, a certain way, but God knows, and God knows. Because feeling stuck. Makes you question everything. Makes you question yourself, your belief system, your identity and who you are. It really does question yourself. Help Makes you question yourself. So I started getting back to what I know. I started getting up, praying early in the morning. I remember there would be many times where I would just, it would be like, 4 35 in the morning i would just be crying out to god looking for answers desperate desperate every day I, I started reading my wife gave me this idea reading the psalms and the proverbs every single day i started having huge breakthroughs in prayer i remember i would go i would just start listening to podcasts or music and boom God would just move, and I would just be sitting down. i could come sit in my bed, I would just sit on the floor, just spread out, just, you know, just crying out to God. I regularly encourage myself in the Lord. And I think that's a lot of times when we feel down, we feel out, we feel stuck. We forget to encourage ourselves in the Lord. I couldn't depend on my own emotions. Or how I felt. But I would speak faith and tell myself, I am not going to stay here. I am not going to stay stuck here. I refuse to be comfortable. I refuse to to stay put where I'm at. I refuse to believe that God delivered me out of so much. So much is beyond my ability. I, I was... Throughout life, my life, there's been so many times where I felt rejected by my own father. I remember many times my mom would tell me, you know what? God's your father. Just instilling that. God's your father. God is faithful. God will show up. I remember there's a picture in my mind, you know, I don't know, I was eight, nine years old. And. My dad was supposed to come pick me up for my birthday. I remember just waiting at the, the window like a, like a little puppy. And he never showed up. And just crying. And then my, my mom said, you know what? It's okay. Because God would never leave you. God would always show up. God will always be faithful. And so I take that. And there's times that I'm sure you, you have your own story. You have your own story of feeling let down, of feeling discouraged, of feeling almost that painful experience. But I'm here to remind somebody God will show up. God will show up. God sees us. God sees where we're at. God sees your pain. God sees that disappointment. And it is important for us. To stand on that, his faithfulness, to stand on his love. And I'm no, I know I'm over time, but you know what? I'm, I'm the one with the mic. So, one thing to understand is we can only do so much in our own ability. At some point, we need to daily surrender the core of who we are to God and allow him to step in and start the healing and growth process. Because I promise you, every hard time, every troubling time is not in vain. It is not in vain, but it is a process that God will use to bring growth to your life. It is a process that God will use that that will bring healing to your life. Too often we lean on our own ability to to get us out of situations. How many times have we done that? How many times have we, oh, I could figure this out. Oh, I'll research, I'll, I'll look up Google how to do this. I was there I'm panic attacks <laughs> how how to stop But sometimes, you know what? You just got to let that alone. You got to shut down Google. You got to shut down your phone. You got to stop leaning on our own ability and saying, God, whatever you want, if this is my moment, if this is my season, if this is what I'm called to do, then God, so be it. The will of God to be done in my life. But I know and I have a made up mind that I'm not staying here. And I know that one day you will show up and you will come through because you you are a faithful God because you are a loving God. I'm a child of the king, and I know that you see me where I'm at. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And by doing so, we move and lean into God. When we are hopeful in him, when we are trusting in him, we are leaning into, we are leaning into God. How many times have we stepped in? How many times have we stepped in when we should be the one that's on our knees saying, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I don't know what's going on, but God, I still trust you. God, I'm just letting you know, God, I'm still here every day, God, every morning, God. I'm, I'm knocking on that door and reminds you, God, I didn't go anywhere. But, God, I'm still I'm faithful. God. I'm showing up at church, God. I'm showing up, God, Lord, and believing, God, that you will come through. Because there's times when you, we, we just need to get desperate enough. Desperate enough, and and you may see me here crying out, snot all over the place. But, But you know what? That's I'm desperate. I'm desperate for change. I'm desperate for it because I need answers. I need God to show up. And I, I, and that's just my way of saying, God, I, I'm reminding you. I'm reminding you, God, I'm here. I, I didn't give up, God. I, I, I didn't throw in the towel, God. But, God, I'm here. I, I, I don't feel like being here, but, God, I'm here. God, I showed up, God. And I know, God, that you are faithful because my hope is in you. So for Israel, God didn't remove the Red Sea, but he parted it. There are many times God doesn't remove the problems we face. And there are things we go through we will never have answers for. But God will make a way straight through them. Straight through them. If we could stand. So, we have to understand the other side of it is you will be stronger. You will have growth. And you will see that God was with us the whole time. Because God is faithful. God is faithful. I don't know where you might be today, but let me tell you that God sees you. He sees you. He sees every disappointment, he sees every feeling every emotion, but we need to stop trying to figure it all out. It wasn't until I completely surrendered and stopped trying to fix my situation that true healing came. I'm not saying I'm completely done with it. There's, there's times where I feel triggered. I don't know why. That's just the way my body operates now. I don't know if it's because I, after I turned 40, Come on, somebody. But you know what? That's just where I'm at. I know my triggers. I know I need sleep. I know I need to eat right. I know, but I can only figure it out so so much. And God needs to do the rest. But let me tell you, let me tell you. God is not done with you. God is not done with you. So when we feel like, man, I, I, what, do, what can I contribute? Where, where, where is my purpose? God is not done with you. Look, look at all that I go through. Look at all my baggage. Look at all that. God is not done with you. Look, look where, I, where I'm at. Look at mentally. I, I just, I'm just not there. I, I need to get better. I need to figure this out. I need to get right before I could give. God is not done with you. God is not done with you. There's time there's so many of you here and you have gifts that God is waiting for you to operate in. It is time to take that step forward in the good and in the bad, in the predictable and the unpredictable. We need to trust and be submitted to him. We are a people that want to see what's going on in front of us. But a lot of times we can't. A lot of times we just need to adjust. And a lot of times we just need to take that step. Saying, God, I trust you. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where this path is going to lead me. But God, I have that made up mind. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to resist, but I'm going to submit. God, I'm not, I'm not going to try to say I know, what, I know what to do because I don't. But God, I trust you. I trust you but one thing i i know guys i'm not staying put here this may be a se- for a season this may be for a, a such a time where this is my life for this moment but god i refuse to lay down and die in this desert where, where there seemed to be no way out but i know just like the children of israel god led them by by the whirlwind god god shown light by by the pillow of fire God provided everything that they needed, but they did not see it. They did not see the opportunity for God to show up. All they could see what was coming in front of them. And they missed the opportunity to give God glory. And the mistake that we often make by stepping in as we rob God of his glory and we, and we miss the opportunity of what God is actually doing in our lives God is actually doing in our families God is actually doing in my character, in my development in my behavior God I want to be like you God I want people to see you so if, Nolan, if you could or whoever's back there, show that slide. Yesterday, I took my, my family hiking at Oak Glen up in the mountains, and we came across this, this field of thorns. And in the middle of this field was a wooden path right in the middle of this field. And you can't see it, but, man, these are thorny Bushes. And I began to see that. An impossible situation without that path. There's no way that my two kids would be able to go through that field. There's no way I would be able to go through without being cut, scraped, bleeding. But there was this path in the middle of a thorny field. I think in life, there are times where we say, man, how is that going to play out? How is that going to, how am I going to learn anything from this? All I'm getting is cut up. All I I see is the bleeding. All I see is the hurt. All I see is the pain. But God, when we put our hope in him when we put our trust in him and when we are faithful to him, it is in these times where God just doesn't remove the situation, but he makes a way right in the middle of our situation. Amen. It is in these times we need to take a step of faith And walk the path of impossibility. Walk that path of impossibility by taking one step at a time. One step at a time. So I encourage you to give yourself permission to take that first step. Give yourself permission to take that first step. You still got it. You still got it. Even though you don't feel it, but you still got the faith in you. It is a God-given faith to believe, man, I'm going to take this step of faith. I don't feel it. Emotionally, I feel absent. But I'm taking the step of faith. Because I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Even if you're you're putting all weight on one leg and one is dragging, it doesn't matter. The the point is to continue to move, continue to to, to take that step of faith and saying, God is not in my ability, but God, it is in faith that I take this step. It is in faith in my trust, in my belief in you, God, that I take this step because I have that made up mind not to back away but to lean. You you cannot lean without going forward. You cannot lean into God without taking a step forward. Hmm. I wonder if we could just lift our hands. Mighty God, right now, Lord Jesus. God, Lord, your word is already anointed. God, I just pray, God, Lord, that you would touch and speak right now, God, God, Lord, I believe and I speak a word of deliverance, God. God, Lord, over everything that the enemy has tried to do, how he tried, God, to bring discouragement. He tried to bring doubt. But God, Lord, this morning we are declaring and believing, God, that my hope is in you, God it is not in my ability it is not in me god it is not lord in what i could do with these hands god but god it is under god lord you god i pray right now god lord that you will move in a mighty way god touch hearts god and minds god i speak god a word of faith god over this congregation right now god God, in the name of Jesus, God, deliverance and healing, power, God. God, to go forth, God, in Jesus' name, we pray as a ministry, get ready. God, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we invite you. I invite you. I personally invite you. These altars are open. If you need prayer, if you need to take right now, it's your opportunity to take that step of faith. Say I'm not staying put. I have that made up mind. God, by faith, God, I'm taking that step and I'm leaning into you. Come on, somebody. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.